Hey, and welcome to another episode of AT Banter. Banter, banter. Ooh, well struck. Yeah, first cowbell strike of the new year. And it was a good one. Got to start it off with a bang. (laughs) Or a clang. A clang. A clang. Uh, Hey, this is, of course, the podcast where we talk with advocates and members of the disability community to educate and inspire better conversation about disability. Hey, my name is Rob Minow, and joining me today... For the first time in 2023, Mr. Ryan Fleury. Ooh, made it through another year. That's right. Uh, we've also got uh, Miss Liz Malone. Hey, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. And, of course, rounding out the roundness, <laughs> Mr. Steve Barkley. Why, thank you. I am so flattered to be rounding <laughs> well, I things I out. I didn't mean it like roundness. that. I, You're priceless, I, Rob. No, You're I just, priceless. I didn't know. I didn't know how to finish that, <laughs> that rounding out the, what is it usually? Is it rounding out the team? Is that another you, sports Usually you just call me that, a big fatty. That's... No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> the roundness had nothing to do with you. I was rounding out the roster or whatever. And there again, it's whenever I try to use these sports analogies, I always just go terribly <laughs> wrong. So let's just, let's just pretend that never happened. Sure. Okay. It's fine. We can do that. Uh, how, uh, how is everybody? How is everybody recovering from uh, the holidays? Does everybody still have their, have, the jingle balls all thought out from the deep freeze. <laughs> yeah, we we uh, actually went from minus eleven here to plus eleven in the space of two days, mm. and and it came along with torrential rain. So we had lots and lots of flooding, and uh, uh, all of the snow went away. Yeah, Ooh. yay, snow gone. Yep. Yeah, I mean that was the upside. It didn't take long to go away, but it was it was really like was crappy mess. to walk around. Oh, uh, it's just a sheet of ice everywhere. Yeah, or slush, nasty. or yeah, it was just terrible. Yeah. But what about you, Liz? How, how's things going down there in the Carolinas? Well, now it's actually warm-ish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't know it. I mean that 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 cold snap just like came in and just took off. And left its little, you know, trail of havoc, havoc behind it. Yeah, it fired yeah. all the way down to Florida, didn't it? I heard it was on Christmas Day. It was warmer in London than it was in Miami. Yikes. Wow, man, that's crazy. Yeah. Yep. I'm getting really tired of extreme weather events. I have to say. Yeah, and, you better get used to them. And atmospheric rivers. <laughs> it's only. It's weather. only. It's only January. You got some more right. coming. Yeah. No, well, what was the the new term that I heard uh, this time around? No, 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 not chunky rain. It was they. I think it was basically called it a weather bomb. Oh yeah. Oh, well, they had the what? bomb cyclone. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that that, oh, that was from a few years ago though. No, this one they. I, I'm sure that I heard them refer to what was coming for us as a weather bomb, or storm bomb, or some kind of bomb. Yeah, I think I did too. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. I wonder. Well, so there's some guy in a room that's just having way too much fun. Like, I did. New names. I did personally witness thunder snow this year. Yes, that is cool. That was cool. Mm. Yep. Great name for a a, a, fin, a Finnish heavy metal band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the Sharknado. Personally. Yeah. Yeah. Sharknado would be cool. That would be yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, well, honestly, like it's got to be next. It's got to be. It's got to be in the queue. Yeah, yeah. 
So, With everything that's been, I, I, listen, it can't be any crazier this, than this other nonsense. Yeah, look for it this spring. Okay, we got to keep Ian Zerling working, you know? Zering. Zering? I don't know. how to, Is that how you say it? Not Zerling, not Zering. Zering? What, I'm, I'm embarrassed. To, and is it no, Ian or Ian? It, I don't, that I don't know. Okay. But, but one right, of we them. Need to, can we, we need to have him on the show because we need to clear this up. So, okay. Yeah, well, listen, you're the you're hey, you're the celebrity it. wrangler. You, I'll call, you, I'll, 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 I'll reach out to his publicist. So this is we we just need to have him, we need to clear up his name and then he can go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've, <laughs> you're you're the LLC. You have the weight behind your name. So. <laughs> He'll talk to you. <laughs> Speaking of guests, yeah, exactly. Thank you, Steve. I like it. Uh, hey, Ryan. Yeah, Rob. Tell Steve what we're doing today. Well, Steve. Today, we have a former Paralympic athlete, outdoor enthusiast, and the only friend I know who has ever been escorted off of a cruise ship, Donovan Tildesley, joining us. Welcome, Donovan. Hey, hey thanks, guy. guys. <laughs> Glad thanks, you could guys. Be thanks here. for having me on the show. <laughs> That's yeah, a great resume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and, and I'm Steve's insurance guy, too. I do his, no, his, his, true, his yes, car insurance. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> and if, if I ever get the timing right, home insurance. Yeah, but you're too busy uh, getting fish usually when that comes up for renewal in summer. There, there is that. Oh, man. Okay, this is great. Um, uh, all right. Well, why don't we start... Uh, by maybe just giving us, because uh, we've got a lot, lot to talk about. We have a lot, lot to cover, and we are going to talk about this whole cruise ship thing. Uh, not to tease the audience too much with a feather. Uh, see, I screwed that one up too. It's not tease the, it's tickle the audience with a feather. Man, you're out of practice. It's all right. We'll let you know. I know, I am. I, we two weeks off, and uh, got to figure out how to do this podcast thing again. <laughs> um, but before before we dive into uh, that story, Donovan, why don't you just give us a let's, maybe a, just a little bit of background on you, uh, who you are, what you're up to, and uh, and then we'll go from there. Well, uh, I'm 38 years old, uh, born and raised in Vancouver, where I still live currently. Uh, work full time as a, an insurance broker, general insurance broker at a place called Buntane Insurance. So, mostly specialize in, in home and and auto. And I've been completely blind since birth. I was born with a condition known as Leber's congenital amaurosis, which is kind of on the same spectrum as RP basically meant that I was uh, born without the use of my retinas. So I'm one of the few uh, blind people on the blind spectrum who has zero vision, like, you know, no light perception, not beyond telling if, it, you know, a light's, you know, warm or hot or cold because it's off or on. I, people ask a question, I think this will get bleeped out, but they ask me, how much can you see, Donovan? Well, I can't see shit. So, <laughs> no, we won't believe that. We don't. Yeah, okay, yeah, good. We we can keep that on. on okay, our podcast. good. We can we can say that. So so I've uh, uh, you know, and I, I've been to four Paralympic Games as a swimmer. Uh, did that for fourteen years. Retired from that in uh, twenty fourteen. Uh, avid skier. I am uh, usually up on the hill. Um, got over over twenty days last year. Including a trip into the backcountry with another, I believe, AT banter guest from months ago, Tyson Reddy. Who, oh, uh, no started... way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I was – funny, when Tyson started um, Braille Mountain Initiative, he, I think I was one of the first people he called, and I, I gave him a bunch of names of uh, people who could, could you know – hopefully support him or you know talk to the right people and i was on the inaugural um uh, trip to purcell mountain lodge uh this time last year 
last January and uh, had a life-changing, incredibly fun experience. Uh, so, so that's how my, my year started. And uh, it was uh, actually, the whole event was made into a film, a documentary called Snowblind, which uh, made it to the Banff Film Festival. And I think the Whistler one as well and uh, Vancouver Mountain Festival. So it's great to see a, a guy like Tyson uh, putting, you know, being newly blind, but putting a, a, a big vision of his into action and uh, making the backcountry more accessible to, to other people. But I'm also um, a bit of a traveler. Like I've uh, not only for my Paralympics uh, swimming career have I traveled, but I also am proud to say that I traveled solo to South Africa four years ago for a friend's wedding which uh, people might think a little daunting, but the air travel certainly is, but uh, you, you learn that you meet people on the ground who are gonna be very helpful. So that's, I guess, why you have me on today because I've got, I, I had um, quite a, um, an interesting travel experience from uh, back in November. Yeah, I, why don't you tell us about that? Because you actually, like this actually made uh, national headlines. Uh, which is where we uh, caught wind of it. So, uh, yeah, like maybe just give the audience a, a bit of a, a, an overview of, of exactly what happened to you. Well, back in the summer, late summer, I knew that uh, I would need some sort of mental break, R&R vacation come November, because really there's no sun anymore and you can't ski. So, you know, in order to, to save off the winter blues, I thought, you know, should go somewhere warm. Turns out one of the uh, people I work with at uh, one of our insurance companies, his husband is a travel agent. And because I had done three cruises before, um, two of them on, on uh, NCL and one of them on Princess, uh, this guy, Dean, recommended Virgin Voyages, which is one of uh, the companies in Richard Branson's empire. And it basically is kind of the idea is, is changing the face of, of cruise, taking cruises. Um, I got to be careful to say cruising because uh, <laughs> my um, my younger brother, who's he's a gay man, and I and I told him, well, you know, is it cruising is a great activity for blind people, and he said uh, that means something completely different in certain circles. <laughs> I, I do not think that word means what you think it means. <laughs> <laughs> but I, ironically, uh, Virgin is you know catering to you to a younger crowd. Uh, a lot of their clients would be LGBTQ+. Uh, they uh, basically everything's included. So you you get on the boat, and you're you know you don't have to pay extra for your meals. You don't have to buy unlimited drink packages. Like either, you know buy buy alcohol at cost, although they included a three hundred dollar drink package in my uh, for free, which is great. And uh, so I thought, oh, I'll, I'll give this a try. Uh, seems like, you know, a great brand. Um, seems like it would be a fun group of people. And so I, I decide on a six-day cruise out of uh, Miami, Western Caribbean. So Miami, Roatan in Honduras, uh, Costa Maya, and then Bimini in the Bahamas, and then back to nice. Miami. Yeah, and uh, just, you know, perfect, you know, get some sun, get some warm weather, maybe, you know, swim in the ocean. Um, and my travel agent let the uh, people at the ship know uh, on my reservation that I was, I was a blind solo traveler. We didn't ask for a specific uh, blind accessible cabin because it was a lot of the bells and whistles I probably didn't need. I fly into Miami, uh, I take the red eye uh, and basically spend a 
about a day there before going to the ship the next day. Takes me, for whatever reason, they're having IT issues. And so they're having issues getting me on board. I later learn it's because my file has been flagged uh, as a, a traveler with a disability. So out of that, I was able to talk my way into some upgrades just because, you know, it's a lot when everybody's on the ship having their first drink and you're still sitting in the in the terminal like this there's an issue there so i get on get you know find my cabin which they're kind enough to put in the you know move to the midship to make it more accessible and, and sort some things out and get a kind of a, a verbal description of where things are on the ship and i say well it's um, time to start the vacation so take me to the nearest bar and i'm sitting at the bar got my airpods in listed music Finishing up my second drink and and looking at the uh, oh and I'd also you know had to to watch listen to the safety video, uh, which very well done but almost a bit too tongue in cheek if you know you know they're trying to make everything into a big Broadway style production, and so I, I'm about to ask somebody to take me to the next bar when these two people from Sailor Services come up to me. They came up to me. It's very serious. Can we talk to you? I was like, yeah, here is fine. It's not too loud. Um, they basically say, well, we've got some unfortunate news. We've determined that we don't have the ability to support you as a solo blind traveler safely. So we're going to have to take you off the cruise and end your trip. We'll of course give you a refund and we'll put you up in a hotel and, uh, and fly you back to back home. My first thought was, this is seems like a, a bit of a joke yeah pull like, the other one it, yeah like this is actually happening like <laughs> i can't get on a uh, they they've deemed it uh, unsafe for me to be on a cruise where i have already known that the uh, the passengers were way less in capacity they can take 2800 people there are only 1100 passengers on this voyage and 800 some odd staff and i explained to them hey you realize i'm a i'm a paralympian I've traveled the world. I've been to South Africa by myself. I'm taking a cruise by myself before. Anyway, we could get a second opinion, talk to somebody. And they get the GM of the ship. And he said, well, no, it's, this has come down from Virgin Legal. What Legal's doing working on a Sunday, I have no idea. Uh, I, of course, make a couple calls, including my, my travel agent. He starts the wheels running. But it all happens so fast. Basically, they let me know this 30 minutes before the ship was supposed to sail. So I had to be off that ship in 20 minutes. I, and, and I am escorted off. Luckily I hadn't unpacked. They, they got my bags from my cabin and brought everything out. Um, when I got back on uh, to the port, this really kind woman who had been helping me uh, earlier in the day, you could tell she was shaken up. She was on the verge of tears. And she told me later that she was, had to keep, keep it together for professional purposes and I, you know, kept my cool during the whole time. I said, you know, um, I'd like to find out exactly, you know, in writing what happened and what the situation is. And I even questioned, like, did I somehow look maybe, you know, how sometimes uh, if you're a blind person, you don't know maybe necessarily what's on around you. And I would have had my earphones in and maybe bobbing to music, having a drink. And, you know, did I think like, did my behavior was something wrong that I did? And they said, no, no, nothing like that. Um, and I did say to them kind of quietly, well, you realize this is likely going to be in the media, just so you know, because all my years of, of swimming and plus I've had a, a passion for radio all my life including co-owning a radio station up in 
in Whistler, BC uh, for uh, some time, I had contacts. So I, I first waiting in the, in the port to, for the, the van to come take me to the hotel where I had basically convinced them that I'd like to stay in Miami till Wednesday because I, I'm still on vacation. And I put it out on Facebook. I tweet my friend, uh, or I message my friend Drex, who's the morning guy on Jack FM in Vancouver and say, hey, <laughs> this, is what's, this is what happened. And he, he was flabbergasted and he put it on his Twitter feed. Um, they get me to the hotel. Uh, they're, you know, they talked about arranging to fly me out on Wednesday. I said, no, let's hold off on that for now. I just need to, some time to kind of figure out what my next steps are gonna be. Uh, I talked to a good friend of mine, um, who's an ophthalmologist who's helped me do some advocacy work in the past. And, you know, there's talk about, you know, do you need a lawyer? What are you gonna do here? Called my mom, she was, she couldn't believe it either. Uh, I'm fast forward about three and a half hours later and I've, I've had dinner at the hotel and I'm talking to my uncle, uh, who's a lawyer, just to get some legal advice. When I, I get a, a incoming call from a number that I, I don't recognize and I immediately call them back. And it's actually the senior vice president of fleets at Virgin Voyages, Frank Weber, who was calling me from his vacation in Mexico, where he was with his wife that weekend, and basically apologizing for what happened. And if I can fast forward, he explained it to me the following night over dinner, that uh, the, somehow the, the, the ground crew on shore knew I was coming, but somehow the ship wasn't alerted. And so they went into panic mode, uh, thinking they didn't have people in place who were trained to support a blind person. Uh, and I, I actually believe them. If you, you know, the Virgin story is a, is a fairly new one. Uh, the, the brand's been around for a while, but the cruise ship line the cruise line only started on march 1st of 2020 and then of course we had a little thing called uh, uh the pandemic that shut that down for over a year and so for me to be the first solo blind traveler in the history of that company definitely seemed plausible so the backtrack to the the sunday night call from the the um the vp he says can we make this right like could we maybe fly you to honduras to roatan to meet the ship at its first port of call, which would be on the Tuesday, and then you finish the voyage. And I said, yeah, that seems reasonable, but let me, let me think about it, let me sleep on it. I didn't want to jump to any decisions, but I, the one thing was clear to me in my head is it was that um, I didn't want this to jeopardize my vacation. I didn't want to turn this week into some sort of uh, battle, especially if they were willing to try and make things right. So sure enough, the next morning, I, you know, they, yeah, they, they put, yeah. they put the wheels in motion. And then, uh, of course, the media got a hold of the story. Uh, and in the meantime, I've, I'm talking to a couple of different friends, one of whom I've, you know, I've known for years, an old family friend. And she said, well, maybe you could make this into an opportunity. Because one of the other things that I do and haven't done as much since, since COVID is, is inspirational, motivational speaking. Uh, Back then, it was, uh, you know, especially as an athlete, was about, uh, you know, making it to the Paralympics and uh, carrying the flag for Canada and Beijing and, you know, winning my medals. Uh, but she thought, here's an opportunity that you could maybe harness this passion and uh, maybe teach others along the way. 
And even my travel uh, agent had said, well, you know, this, this is very much of a coachable moment. And so I, when Frank Weber invited me for dinner on the, that night in Miami, the next night, I basically had three asks, you know, I want to get this cruise for free, done. Uh, I'd like to, um, you know, have a second cruise credit. He said, yeah, I think that can be arranged. And I said, the other thing I'd really like to do is figure out a way to um, help you guys so that people in the company are more aware of how to work with somebody with a visual impairment. And um, I love to speak. I love to motivate others. And maybe we could turn this into to an experience. And he thought that was a great idea as well. And uh, but Donovan, for, come yeah. on, you the same company owns Virgin Galactic. You left a suborbital flight off the off the table. <laughs> I know. Well, I, that, that, <laughs> that, that that's coming. I had a couple of friends suggest to me when that happened. Like, uh, you you got to ask Richard Branson to take you into space now. Right. So, <laughs> so I think I think I think that could be a future ask potentially. Uh, I think it's a chance I'll meet Richard Branson. We'll see. Anyway, they, they fly me to the cruise to meet the cruise ship two days later. Uh, they weren't able to upgrade my room to the Rockstar suite uh, because there was no inventory left, which I believe them. But they, they did give me access to the VIP bar, which is referred to as Richard's rooftop. Personally, I think uh, it'd be more catchy to call it Dick's Deck. <laughs> and so I got to meet some cool people there got to um, um, sing along with the band while on the ship uh, one afternoon. I got a tour of the bridge, like how they drive and operate the ship. And basically people treated me incredibly well. If anything, I would say the experience was a bit isolating only because other cruises I've been on have been a lot more saturated with passengers. So usually you'd be sitting with people where I found myself and this particular one, while people were friendly, I did end up sitting alone quite a bit. And I think that's just a combination of COVID, it being a new version, being a new company, and the fact that people don't usually want to travel the week before American Thanksgiving. So there's a few factors there. Yeah. But anyway, food was great. And it also wasn't particularly restful. Like as a, I think, you know, Ryan, you could probably attest to this. And when you're blind and, and, and traveling, it, it, it takes a little bit more energy to get a sense of your surroundings. And it's a lot easier to be in one place for an extended, extended period of time rather than jumping from one hotel to another, then somewhere else, then here. So that made it a little less restful. But honestly, it was a, it was a pretty profound experience to realize that, hey, people do mess up from time to time. And it says a lot about a company who does mess up royally in this case uh, to repair the mistake right. the way Virgin did. And I knew they were sincere about it. Frank Weber said that, that uh, you know, there was two things that were missing. He said this hospitality, we got to make people feel welcome. And the other piece is that, um, you know, if you're dealing with somebody with, with any kind of disability, you ask them what they need rather than just assuming and uh absolutely right there and yeah that and that's probably the most galling part about it because you know when they when they're telling you that you're a danger uh, how they and, and they can't enunciate why you're a danger that, that's got to be incredibly frustrating well yeah it's like 
you know, I, I, there's railings on this ship. It's not like there's open decks where I could tumble overboard. I'm a good swimmer anyway, so it's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's, there's more staff. You know, the staff to passenger ratio is pretty high. Yeah, there, there. You know, if I can go out to the backcountry and ski in places most people, sighted people wouldn't go, there's no reason I can't be on a on a cruise ship. And I think, yeah, they just basically weren't sure how to handle the situation. And perhaps the the leadership team on that particular ship, uh, you know, took a bit of a leap rather than you know uh, coming to me and asking how can we make this a better trip for you. Right. The other, the other piece that I, I came out of this is I think all too often advocacy is done or can infer to have negative undertones. Like you're not going to make this right for me. So I'm going to sue you. I'm going to take, you know, take you on. And I, I did speak with a, an advocacy uh, disability lawyer who explained the process and basically said, he's like, I'm not going to be the one to pressure you into litigation. Uh, here's how it works. We basically use your story as an example in a court case. You might get two grand. I not only don't, I don't think it's very positive, but I'm not sure if, if it really goes towards making long lasting change as opposed to just keep uh, creating resentment. And yeah. what was even cool is that after the, the trip, uh, I guess a week or two later, I had a conference call with a few folks from Virgin, and uh, they have basically agreed to bring me on as a, as a consultant to help them create some video content in order to teach their staff more about how to support a person with a visual impairment. Oh, and awesome. so it speaks to something that I've wanted to do for a while, putting myself out there and uh, you know, speaking in front of others, and hopefully it will help others because really they they picked the right and the wrong blind guy to kick off the ship. Uh, <laughs> the wrong blind guy because I'm gonna you know I've got my connections in the media. I'm gonna come up and and you know they're gonna hear about it. But the right blind guy is I I would have hated for this to have happened to somebody who was not a seasoned traveler right. or had other physical or even worse mental uh, disabilities and. You know, maybe in their night in Miami, uh, when they've been kicked off the ship, they they go out and and inadvertently put themselves in harm's way. Yeah. So, I think overall, it's it was a it's a huge learning experience for them, and it makes me think that why can't more advocacy work be done collaboratively and with a sense of humor. Um, and with a, a, a shared goal in mind, as opposed to, you know, I'm just going to sue you because you can't make this work for me. Right. Well, and I think you handled it really, really well. You could have, like you said, taken the low road and got lawyers involved and, you know, fought the company, but you made it a teachable moment and it's only going to benefit people going forward. So you know, kudos exactly. to you for maintaining your composure and going through the process. Well, thank you. Thanks, Ryan. I, I, I would have taken the other route had they not pivoted the way they did. Uh, if they had stood their their ground, then it would have been a different outcome. But you know, sometimes you got to give people the the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, you know, it's funny. The interesting thing that I find about all of this is that if you look at the at the Virgin website, the the Virgin Voyages website, I mean they they have an entire accessibility page. They, oh, yeah. they, they, seem, they make a, a fairly big deal 
out of the fact that um, you know they've they've gone to great lengths to make much of the ship you know accessible. They talk about um, all the braille signage that they have. So it's it's kind of surprising that they did drop the ball because if you look at outward appearances, it really seems like Virgin Voyages is kind of ahead of the curve in terms of um, wanting to be inclusive. Yeah, so- you know, Rob, I just want to jump in on, on on what you're saying, and that really goes to that idea where businesses feel that if you just create the environment and you don't have to it's not a oh we can just put this here and put that there and it's it's there isn't a human element to it where we actually have to take a human responsibility and interact with these people and show empathy and you know and 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 have that interaction just like donovan was saying that nobody engaged him and said what is it that we we would need to do to help make this a successful experience for yeah. you. And that it's just like, well, if, well, we, we put the braille here and we put a railing there. And I mean, done, yeah. you know? Well, and unfortunately yeah. to a lot of organizations, we hear about it all the time with air travel, especially, and, you know, voting, you know, people who are looking after the polling stations get a five minute training video and then boom, out they go. You know, that's not training. That's not helping those with accessibility needs, there needs to be engagement and involvement with that community. Absolutely, and I, and I think now kind of post major pandemic is the time to do it because we've got new blood coming into the travel industry. There's been a, a turnaround of staff who, who may have exited and pivoted into another career. So as I've said to the news folks uh, the day after everything happened, it's like, you got to do more than just walk the walk, having the Braille signage and the um, speech output and, and an app that works. You, you've got to you know, understand what that really means being put into practice. Obviously, there's a part of that that's all just kind of marketing copy. That's they're 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 not walking the walk, right? It's accessibility boilerplate. Yeah, and so it's kind of good that this happens because it did it kind of rattle their cages to realize, oh, okay, well, wait, we got to do more than just having text on a website. Um, because you know the the example that I'm kind of reminded of, it's very different, but it's kind of the same thing. Is that you movie theaters, right? And the the audio description technology that supposedly um you know a lot of the the movie theaters have that are nine times out of ten either broken or the staff don't really know how to even use it or set it up yeah they haven't been properly trained uh, yeah and i think that this is probably indicative of the travel industry across the board well i think we saw a story even after donovan's made the news of a blind couple trying to travel on a plane with their with their child and they were escorted off the plane or they weren't allowed to board the plane because they were blind. Like what, what is it going to take? When, when are people going to change these attitudes? Cause these aren't new stories. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. It's 2022 already. I thought we were, you know, well ahead of this. So now Donovan, you, you mentioned that you've gone on other cruises. Yeah. uh, On other, on other cruise lines. What were those experiences like? Were they were they were they comparable? I mean, did your experience um, outside of all of this nonsense on on the actual cruise ship? Like, how was that? Did you find that it was more accessible than, say, some of the other cruises that you took? 
Hard to say. I thought it was, in some senses, more accessible. It was definitely more modern in just the the uh, the size of the room was uh, you know wasn't like a little, small little closet. Uh, the the ships were well um, uh, set up. You know, good showers, good water pressure. The food, I'd say, was a step above some of the other ships I've been on. In terms of the social aspect. Uh, Virgin definitely needs to work on that. I'll tell you, my all-time best cruise was uh, on NCL on Norwegian up to Alaska, and my first solo cruise. And right away, as I when I'm getting on, one of the cruise directors comes up to me and says, uh, "You're you're part of the Cool Kids Club. Welcome." But the Cool Kids Club was that, and it was basically the the group of for solo travelers that uh, they would arrange meetings uh, and socials every night for them to you know either meet for dinner or trivia or karaoke, and so you you know they went out of their way to make sure that people who were on their own uh, could connect with other people. Virgin tried that a little bit, but it was still very cliquey on board. So I'd say the overall. Um, sociality of the cruise maybe not as uh, good as others i've been on uh in terms of the amenities definitely better uh internet was reasonably fast although i still couldn't uh, i was hoping to get a bit of work done and the 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 terminal server i had to lo log into was it was too much for the uh cruise ship uh wi-fi which is still run by satellite so i uh, you know pluses and minuses to to all of the above i think and it's really hard to judge cruise travel post pandemic as opposed to pre pandemic because there has been such a, a turnover in staff and i think a lot of people are reluctant to uh, get on a boat with you know 2800 of your close friends so right. true you know yes. and when you talk about uh, staffing issues post pandemic, even on land, you know, you go to places where there's, there's new staff, they've lost their traditional staff who might've been with them for decades. And, and, uh, now they're, they're scrambling to train new people. So of course it's happening across the waters as well. Yeah. Like I am going to go on this, the, you know, especially they're going to give me a free, a free cruise. I uh, I'm definitely going to go with them again, but I think next time I'll, I'll, be, bring a friend along and even if we don't do everything together and do our own activities I'll at least have somebody to to check in with and and share the uh share the experience with ooh, ooh, right. pick me pick me <laughs> <laughs> no 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 you need another you need another uh blind person to to get a give them more practice well i <laughs> I, 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 I i i've been thinking one of my good friends is a, a researcher in the States and she's an ex-blind Paralympic uh, skier and she's a guide dog user, whereas I'm a cane user. And I'm thinking, well, if they can, if they want to bring me on board to do some training videos, I, maybe I can bring Stacy into the mix and to offer the perspective of somebody with a, with a dog as opposed to a white cane. Okay. Yeah. If, if that does happen, I want a weigh in on that dog at the beginning and I want to weigh in on that dog at the end. Well, I mean, listen, I, I have to say that um, I, I'm at least 
what impresses me, I guess, the most about Virgin is their willingness to actually learn from the event and, and be better about it. And the fact that they are, they're willing to bring you on as a consultant, because any cruise line can, they can just throw a, a free cruise at you. Um, but at least these guys look like they're, they're actually serious to, to try to actually improve the accessibility um, of the experience. So uh, good for you, Richard Branson. Yep. He, uh, he actually wrote, uh, he wrote me a note. Well, he actually sent what he sent an email to the ship, oh. uh, and somebody hand wrote it for me and, you know, apologizing. And, uh, here's what oh. I, you know, find very amusing is that I, I posted that on my Instagram and I thought it was a nice touch, but of course you get a backlash from so many you know people saying just goes to show how ignorant he is. So why didn't he write it in Braille? It's like, <laughs> how easy is it to get it in Braille to a ship? Yeah. <laughs> okay, fair. I think I was one of those people. I apologize. <laughs> there you go, Steve. Well, I'll reach out to Richard, get him on the podcast. We'll, we'll discuss Braille and assistive tech. Yeah, well, sure. Let, yeah, well, let's let's and let's all. It also needs to be said: not all blind people read Braille. That's true. That's true. Most don't. That's yeah. True. Yeah. An audio message would have. I don't know why you could have just sent me an MP3 with this. You know, maybe get an actor if he doesn't want to do. You know, with a British accent. <laughs> That's right. You, you would have fallen for it completely. <laughs> but later, when oh, the lawsuit happened, you know, you would have done voice prints, and you know, oh, yeah. all would have, it all would have fallen apart. <laughs> totally. Yeah, like, read you, this note to me in British Siri, please. <laughs> what, what what occurred to me when you were talking about the early parts of this story was how fast it went from ship to legal from legal back to ship and legal made entirely the wrong call <laughs> exactly i i still would love to see what they what they had if they had anything in writing i, I think even the vp didn't uh, have anything like it, it, Something was the whole thing at the beginning was like the right hand's not talking to the left hand here because, hey, what's legal doing working on a Sunday afternoon? And B, there's got to be some other uh, something else going on behind the scenes that we didn't know about. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it was sort of a cascade of errors, right? Like, well, for whatever reason, that that flag didn't get you didn't get to the right people. And then somebody just panicked, called legal. And yeah. legal panicked, and then yeah, just everybody sort of panicked. And I picture this with... big red klaxon in the middle of a legal office going off. <laughs> brr, brr, brr. We've got a blind guy. <laughs> it was uh, let's twenty twenty three be the year of uh, more blind travelers and yeah. more people in the travel industry realizing that just because you can't see, you can still fully experience uh, traveling the world. You know, I, well, I, I totally agree. I think that, that I think travel really is sort of something that, that um, we need to take a really hard look at in terms of improving the accessibility of it. A lot of, uh, a lot of travel is still really, really inaccessible when it doesn't really need to be. And I know that, you know, airports certainly are doing, doing some good work in, in terms of um, trying to make that experience more accessible, but stuff like the air carriers and, and cruise ships and, you know, trains and, you know, whatever. Um, I don't know that they are. Um, and to be honest, I'm not really optimistic about them picking up that ball. Cause it sounds like they're deteriorating across the board in terms of uh, services. I mean, uh, we only have to look at the news stories around uh, this, the, the travel chaos of, of the holiday season, both in the U S and Canada and all the horror stories that you're hearing um, from, um, 
from a lot of the air carriers and stuff. Uh, they, they're not treating any of their passengers very well no. these days, it seems. No, like the kid who couldn't couldn't get the uh, their insulin pump insulin pump that was supposed to be loaded in first priority to come off the plane with them. Uh, that story, and then another uh, blindless related story. I think I think she's a Paralympic swimmer in Singapore, and uh, someone ordered her off the train because they they were scared of the guide dog. Wow! Oh, jeez. Well, and, and there was also another story. Uh, I think last summer, I think of uh, somebody with a with a power wheelchair where the, the airline completely trashed it. Uh, and they, yeah, they just yeah, were like, my, well, sorry. My NSIF. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think the person who wrote the art article for the, about me for daily hive did the story on the woman who had to crawl off the plane because they, they wouldn't get her to the wheelchair. So uh, I saw that, I saw that on, uh, online and wow, my goodness. Like how, how does that even happen? how, because that that doesn't just uh, that doesn't just speak to incompetence that that in speak that speaks to just an absolutely uncaring attitude. Yeah. Yep. Demoralizing, right. insensitive, just no customer shit attitude. Yeah. Yeah, that's awful. Awful. Well, that's why well, they litigate in the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> but but as Donovan said, he he might have got at the end of the day a, a whopping two grand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So is that effective? Oh, it's not. That's why to... it's still. No. Yeah, that's exactly. why it took Domino's six years after their lawsuit to have an accessible website because it's not. Yeah. It's, well, it's keep not. in mind that sometimes there are punitive damages. Hmm. Yeah. See, I. I'd, sure. I'd like to see some the, the the NFB or one of those go go after the dating apps. Like, why anybody hasn't made Bumble or Tinder more accessible is 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 beyond me. Well, all right, let's let's start a groundswell right now because we've got an audience here, Donovan. We can do this. We can do this for you. Okay. <laughs> Completely different subject, but it's yeah. uh, it's something to be considered. That you know maybe they don't think that that uh, blind people use those apps uh but regardless there's no reason why they they couldn't be made a little bit more user yeah. friendly well that's right. like the store owner saying i don't get people with wheelchairs coming to my store well they can't get to your store because there's a curb yeah. you know <laughs> put in a ramp and they'll come exactly they can't use your app because it's not accessible yep that's right I mean, accessible all... and they'll come like oh. just all text the picture it's not hard Exactly. Shirt, shirtless <laughs> man holds a fish up to the camera. <laughs> well, that, With well, no you know sports what, underneath it. <laughs> then you'll get then 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 you'll get alt text of people writing their own descriptions of themselves. Yeah, I'm like a hot blonde five seven. <laughs> but, oh, in this picture, my cleavage goes to from here to all the way out there. <laughs> right. Well, what I what I actually do with with the, the dating apps, and I maybe wouldn't recommend this to certain people, but especially to, to blind women, but I put my phone number on Bumble, and I say, if you really want to talk to me, text me because that's that's the best way you'll get a response. And I've actually got a some great response mm -hmm. from people. Really? And, yeah. So, and yeah, some people you you can tell pretty quickly if they're interesting or not. Um, right. You know, um, but I, usually people who will go that extra effort, you know, maybe are a bit more understanding, have a bit more empathy or um, are just 
you know, curious about <laughs> yeah. how, you know, meeting a blind person, which is, you know, all I think relative valid reasons. Sure. Well, hey, listen, like Steve said, we got an audience. So feel free you know, throw to right. throw your number, throw your number out there. Hey, if you, if you want to <laughs> talk to Donovan Tilsley, all you uh-huh. got to do is sign up for Bumble today. Yeah. <laughs> and read the profiles. <laughs> I think my, my tagline in there is, uh, ever dated a blind person before? Well, now's your chance to find out. <laughs> well, I feel like we've, well, we've learned a lot uh, today. Yeah. Donovan, I just want to give you kudos for turning what what could have been just a horrific experience into a tremendous one. I, I, totally, I, I'm I'm so impressed that you did that, and uh, that's why I really wanted Jan to 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 talk about it because positivity, damn it, we need more of it. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yep, and uh, I think I think that's the way to move forward. Positive advocacy. Somebody's got to trademark that. And uh, yeah, because. Um, there's a new way of doing things. And I think, honestly, it's one reason I've, I've shied away from referring to myself as advocate in the past, because I always saw, not always, but there's a lot more people around who were blind advocates who came across with a, with an attitude or, or sure. not necessarily superiority, but um, proud and stridently independent and, and wanting to prove something to others were, I think it's really only about opening a dialogue and, and I've often found in life, if you, you express to people what you need and what you want uh, in a, you know, kind, succinct manner, you usually get maybe not exactly, but uh, most of what you ask for. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And I think we have to give kudos to, uh, to good old Virgin as well. Oh, yeah. So good. I, I just, uh, I just can't believe around. how that ar- the article got into the Australian and, and uh, New Zealand news a week after. Like that, yeah. <laughs> that amazed me. Uh, anybody yeah. can get in the Australian news. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anything to plug? Anything before we let you go? Is uh... if you if you want to follow me, I'm on Facebook, Donovan Tilsley. Uh, I'm on Instagram as the Blind Guy underscore because huh? somebody already took the Blind Guy. Um, and you know, I tried to look that up, up, up as a website, but um, people who were doing window shutters uh, took that on. The blind guy. <laughs> Damn it! Damn it! Well, that, that would be another um, uh, opportunity for advertising. You know, yeah, be really. the, the blind guy advertising for the the, the blind shop. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. And, and and I'm on Twitter as uh, uh, Donovan Speaks. So uh, yeah, feel free to reach out if uh, I'm I'm always up for you know coming to speak to an event and yeah tell my story and speak to your company, figure out how we can make it more accessible or even speak to any of you as uh, want to be blind travelers and give you the confidence and the tools to, to get out and uh, take on the world. All you got to do is take Donovan with you. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, Just watch your elbows. No, you watch your elbows. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, Donovan, sir, thank you so much for coming on and, and chatting with us. Uh, best of luck uh, on the cruise, I guess, cruises. Cruises. Uh, and uh, definitely keep us, uh, keep us posted uh, in terms of uh, um, the, the consulting thing. And, and feel free to come back on if, if you want to give us an update. I absolutely will. Um, 
really appreciate you guys having me on the show today. And thank you for all the, the great work you've done for Access Technology. So for over 20 plus years, like I've, I can't believe I've, I've known Steve since 96, since I was a Shut up. Know, annoying little 11 year old kid. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. You were young. You know, you know, oh my, he was 11. Oh my God, Steve, you're old. Wow. <laughs> and now oh, he man. sells me insurance. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks Donovan. Donovan. Happy Thanks, New Year. Take yeah. care. Happy New Year. Thank you. you too. Bye. Oh, well, uh, I do anything... have I do have one yep. more piece of news that you know I think the other two guys in the room have totally not even thought about. Yeah, but. It has been one year since we announced Liz Malone was joining our podcast. <gasps> what? It's our anniversary. It's been one happy, year that she happy joined anniversary, the show officially. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy 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 anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. I didn't hear Rob singing. I'm a little hurt. I so lucky. You're so lucky. We've got enough tequila in him for that. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I didn't want to ruin that beautiful moment. Uh, so, so congratulations for putting up with us for a year, Liz. Well, thank you. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God, it's been a long year. <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> I think you've only well, you missed about what? I don't know. She's maybe in a year. I think she's only missed like four, four or five I shows. I think I haven't missed that that many. many. Yeah, a couple. Yeah, a couple, but yeah, no, not many. So I guess uh yeah. She's a keeper. Aw. <laughs> you know what me Thanks, and Steve guys. got? It? You know what me and Steve got in our one year anniversary from Ryan? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so should call that. Hmm. Uh, there you go there you oh, go no it's good no it's been it's been fun it's been a fun year looking forward to another year really so, yeah. Uh, yeah another and i year. mean in general it, it, as well like this is this is the first episode of a new year and uh yeah it's cool well if, <laughs> if richard branson Ryan? wants to send all of us on a cruise <gasps> us and yeah. you know all of us in a plus one i mean that would be to me, we could have an great... AT banter conference. On oh, we could, AT we banter could... suborbital flight with Donovan. Oh, we, my could, God. we could record from the cruise ship. We could. Yeah. I mean, and we could just let the whole blind community know how awesome they're, they are for accessibility and and just helping out the blind yeah. blind passengers. And well, maybe they'll be more receptive awesome. to you than Frugal McDougal was. So. Listen, yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, listen, we'll, we'll send, uh, we'll send Virgin uh, a copy of the link to this podcast when it's published. I think we should send we them should. a link. And uh, we said very kind things about it. So we should give yeah, us. Yeah. Listen, we're, listen, we're patting them on the back for, for, for yeah. writing their wrong. Mm -hmm. That's right. You know, being yeah. ambassadors of true accessibility and travel. Yep. And sending our our sorry asses and plus ones on a damn cruise. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So <laughs> man, what would that be like? In a two week 
Right. How long? How long are generally cruises? Like, Seven days. A week? Two? Yeah, a week. About a week. Yeah, they probably put us all in the same cabin. <laughs> <laughs> Just for so the record, I don't do cruises. <laughs> no, why is it? A, is it an ocean thing? Uh, no, I'm I'm great with the ocean. I'm like Donovan. I'm a terrific swimmer, also scuba diver, and I love the ocean. Uh, uh-huh. I don't like being enclosed in small spaces. Oh yeah, those cabins mm. are pretty small, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good point. Well, Donovan said that these are but I'd be okay. spacious for a cruise cabin. Well, just, yeah, get the Rockstar suite. Yeah, but spacious for a cruise. Like, usually it's a closet. It, like, cruise ship cabins, like, range from anywhere from, like, a closet to a big cruise room is probably, like, a very small bedroom. Well, isn't the whole point that you're really not in your cabin? It's true. Yes. It's just true. You're just at the bar. Sit or or at a Buffet. one of the many Buffet. buffets and stuffing your face and yeah, pretty drinking much. drink and playing shuffleboard and all that other stupid shit. I've yeah. never been on a cruise, so I'm just saying, like, I, I imagine that's the kind of weird shit that goes on. Speaking yeah. of food, it's dinner time. Yeah. Ooh, dinner time. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm taking that hint. Hint, hint. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, uh, I think that's enough nonsense for one day. For one week. Uh, let's get out of here. What do you say? All right. All right. What, what sayeth the room? Happy Should New we, Year, everyone. Did we do the wraps? We I have not. We did the wraps. No, no yeah. let's do the wraps. Uh, hey, Liz. Yeah, say, Rob. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy, 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 anniversary. Oh, we're going to sink again. From the top. One, Hello. two, three, four. Happy, happy anniversary. anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy yeah, change the pitch too. <laughs> zoom. Oh my God. Zoom. <laughs> I want Seriously. harmony, damn it. It's, you hear that sound? Ryan, it's just, that's a sound Ryan, of th- it's a sound of thousands of thousands of unsubscribe buttons being clicked. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, I expect you to throw some auto-tune on that. <laughs> Ooh, you're gonna need a lot of auto, you're gonna need more auto-tune. <laughs> Yes. Wait, I thought we had individual tracks. We just need we do. three. <laughs> Woo. Right. Back uh, to Liz. Anyways, yes. Ba- yeah, back to back Liz. To hey, Liz. Where so, yeah. can people find us? Yeah, they can find us at atbanter.com. Hey, they can also uh, drop us an email if they so desire at a cowbell. Nice. At uh, atbanter.com. Yeah, and if they're, you know, really still addicted to that stupid social media, they can find us on Twitter and Facebook. Yes, they can. Uh, all right, that is going to about do it for us this week. Big thanks, of course, to Donovan for joining us, and we will see everybody next week. This podcast has been brought to you by Canadian Assistive Technology, providing low vision and blindness solutions across Canada. Find us online at www.canastech.com. That's C-A-N-A-S-S-T-E-C-H.com. Or call us toll-free at 1-844-795-8324. For all your assistive technology servicing needs, call Chaos Technical Services at 778-847-6840 or find them online at chaostechnicalservices.com. 